Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning. Before we get into the Word, though, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the joy and the laughter that you've placed in our lives, Lord. We thank you for the unique personalities that you've given to each and every one of us, Lord, so that we're able to enjoy you, Lord, as you cultivate it, Lord. We thank you for your grace towards us, Lord. We thank you for this time in fellowship and in the word, Lord, and this time to grow spiritually, Lord, and naturally as well, God, so that we're able to be the sons and daughters that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue to dive into the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 2, covering down on verses 10 through 18. Um, this morning, our brother Dean, who is with us here in the studio, um, is going to give you a treat. And I know we normally, after we cover down on a section of scripture, we just let you read it for yourselves. But he is going to read from a different translation. Um, that is, is definitely a blessing. So, so brother, would you mind reading that section for us, please? Of course I wouldn't mind. It was my idea. Oh, <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Uh, we talk about translations and all, and when, of course, um, um, it's, it's been a while since I've been fortunate enough to be with you here in the studio, uh, but as I always mm-hmm. recommend a good interlinear Bible, there's many free apps. It's a real good possibility if you're listening to this broadcast, you have access to electronic medium so Absolutely. you can download them um i'm using the Version bible app for this because there's so many um bible translations you can access but you know, always balance them first and foremost with the holy spirit and um and go back to the original text through an interlinear so that you can make sure you understand the real meaning of the words but sometimes a a more modern day language version can be beneficial but it can't be our only source. So the, the Passion Translation, Hebrews chapter 2, uh, and beginning at verse 10 to the end of the chapter. For now he towers above all creation, for things exist through him and for him, and that God made him pioneer of our salvation, perfect through his sufferings, for this is how he brings many sons and daughters to share in his glory. Jesus, the Holy One, makes us holy, and as sons and daughters we now belong to the, his same Father, So he is not ashamed or embarrassed to introduce us as brothers and sisters. For he has said, I will reveal who you really are to my brothers and sisters. I will glorify you with praises in the midst of the congregation. And my confidence rests in God. And again he says, here I am, one with the children Yahweh has given me. Since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives in bondage to tormenting dread of death. For it is clear that he didn't do this for the angels, but for all the sons and daughters of Abraham. This is why he had to be a man and take hold of our humanity in every way. 
He made us his brothers and sisters and became our merciful and faithful king, priest before God, as one who removed our sins to make us one with him. He suffered and endured every test and temptation so that he can help us every time we pass through the ordeals of life. Amen. Amen. All right, so at this time, the floor is open for each of you to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you might have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles? Um, I know we left off inside of the previous episode talking about how the reason why um, Jesus came here was to give us a choice um, and to enhance that choice that we see. And I would like to go back to something that we know, we understand that. I'm going to touch briefly on this inside the previous episode that inside of uh, the Old Testament, they had to follow a set of rules. They didn't have an intercessor in that manner. Meaning that as humans today or in Christians today, we take advantage of the fact that we can go to the Lord personally. We can have a personal relationship, or at least we should be taking advantage of that fact. But we see in the Old Old Testament, Older Testament, I should say, that they had a set standard and procedure before they could approach the Lord. He wasn't as readily available, I'd say, in the regard that we choose to uh, enter into a relationship with them. And, Mom, you're making a strange face at me, but mm-hmm. what I was trying to explain was that <laughs> for the children of Israel, um, they had to follow the Ten Commandments. That's what the Lord gave them because of their hardness of heart, which we understand that the Apostle Paul says, because of your hardness of heart, the Lord gave you the Ten Commandments in the wilderness. But what I was more so trying to um, convey the fact is that Jesus was not yet revealed at that point. Mm -hmm. And so we can come and do things inside of Jesus's name. At that point, they didn't have that benefit yet because he wasn't revealed. They understood him as the Apostle Paul wrote inside the beginning chapters. They understood him as the angel of the Lord with the capital A. Mm -hmm. But we know he's truly the son of God, the Messiah. We know who is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that point, they didn't really understand. Uh, I I do have to counter you, uh my love, because how did David have an intimate relationship with the Lord? He was absolutely under the law. But yet and still, he had a personal relationship with God that started before he was anointed king. God pointed him out for his heart when he was just a lad in the fields shepherding sheep and said that's a man after my own heart so they absolutely had the opportunity to receive the lord and you if you think back and remember he invited all of them to hear his voice and they said no no just tell moses and we'll listen to him he invited everyone into an intimate relationship because that's always been his heart he started off in the beginning with an intimate relationship and anybody who would pursue him who desired him, he made himself known to them. And he even stretched his hands out to some that maybe didn't recognize everything there was to know, like Samson's parents, but he still showed up to introduce them so that they could enter in. So there may have been some nuances to it, but he's always been the same God. He's always been the same good God. And that would be unfitting of him and inconsistent for him to be bad to them and good to us withhold himself from them but disclose himself to us he's always been who he is he's always been a loving merciful and generous god who had already planned 
to have intimate relationship and fellowship. Now he knew when Jesus would physically come in the earth. So he provided venues to meet with those Mm -hmm. who would meet with him. But how did, how did anyone have a relationship before Christ came? The same standard of righteousness was there. Is he gentle? Yes. He was gentle even after giving the 10 commandments so that they could see all the ways that they were violating the Lord. And it was a trainer for them in preparation for the Messiah coming. But his standard of righteousness didn't change from Genesis to Revelation. He still is who he is. Amen. But we don't recognize the value and the need that we have for Jesus Christ without being able to see all the ways that we are missing it in fellowship with him. So it was a trainer, not a hardship placed on them because none of them met the the Ten Commandments. Nobody did, but Jesus Christ. Yes. But yet he loved them, yet he was there speaking, always pursuing them, and always reconciling with them, and ready mm-hmm. to do that when they wanted to reconcile with him. But you remember from Jeremiah, there were some that said, no, nah, I don't want to hear you, Lord. I'm not going to do that. We are not going to repent, right? Yes. Them and their wives decided they were have, would have none of God, and they were not going to put away their idols or the... Um, wickedness that they were doing but he's been the same merciful and generous god because there's no way that they could have even survived on the face of the earth amen kamisha the way i've always heard it expressed it works for me in my mind i don't know that i can back it up with scripture but i I think it will and that is in the old testament the spirit came and the spirit left but he still spoke by the spirit in the new testament he comes and lives inside of us but he always was speaking to his people by the spirit amen the the Mm. internal residence was made available after Christ of the Holy Spirit, but he was always there, always talking. I, I was trying to get at that he's inside of us now. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. okay. But it's important. The adversary is always looking for an opportunity to discredit God mm-hmm. and say there's a reason that we should be distant. There's a reason we should mistrust him, and there is none. That is an absolute lie. So do it, pardon me and know that your mommy loves you. It's and okay, I'm. Mommy. It's as we move forward, the Lord is waiting and watching and looking for us to stand on the truth, the truth of his word. And it's important that we convey that to ourselves and we don't give the adversary a foothold, but also to, you know, the listeners and and each of our brothers and sisters in Christ so that they know full on, full well, it was impossible for him to be a different God then than he is now because he said he's the Lord our God who does not change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he were different, he would be inconsistent. And if he were inconsistent, he would not be true. But he is not inconsistent. He is true. And let every man be a liar. And God found true. So we're not liars, but just making sure we are always keeping that in our mind and our heart because the adversary doesn't take a day off on the technicality. Okay? Yes. And actually, just to, to add to that, right? So we even have Job. He provided a, a similar, if you will, excuse, right? Uh, it's in Job 9, verses 32 and 30, 33. For he is not a man as I am, that I may answer him, and that we should go to court together. Nor is there any mediator between us who may lay his hand on us both. Talking about, if you will, back back to Moses and the Ten Commandments and the tabernacle, that the blood sprinkled on the mercy seat, right? Two parts the seat, the cover of the Ark of the Covenant representing heaven, and then 
everything else in the bottom part representing man, right? So, but if we look at this, what happened with Job? He's saying, oh, we can't, we can't even speak. But yet, what's happening for the last, well, four chapters of the book of Job? So and and it's, <laughs> there's a lot of talking. And actually, the Lord tells <laughs> him, him very plainly, him hey, I'll ask you and you answer me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that sounds like you're doing a lot more than, uh, well, as he says, going to court. But he, really, it comes down to reasoning together. He is talking with the Lord face to face, right out of the whirlwind. So let's understand that. Job was the, is reported to be the first written book of the Bible. But we see the same thing happen, whether it's Job or whether it's Adam and woman, then after, after the fall of man. Eve. Right? So, so let's understand that in full. Okay? Yes. The fullness of the Godhead now lives and dwells and resides in us as was always intended and purposed. And when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, yes, he is part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When we're baptized in the, or receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit also puts his hand upon us to empower us to do all that the Lord has purposed for us to do on the destiny track he has for our lives. Now the destiny is not guaranteed. It is fulfilled by our submitting to our Lord and Savior, putting his will above our own, doing his will exclusively. Okay? Yes. All right. No. Are you ready to continue? Yes. Okay. Well, let's hear it, sir. So we under... <clears throat> Excuse me. So now, uh, as you were saying, Mom, with that the Holy Spirit and the Godhead dwells inside of us now, um, we understand that while Jesus did come, and that's something that we misconceive, I would say, inside of our minds, we just think that Jesus just came to down the cross to save us. That's mm-hmm. what we equated with. Mm-hmm. That's where we think his ultimate goal was, and that's all he was destined to do. But we have to understand that it was much greater. I know for myself, I've talked to the Lord about that, and I, I would thank him. The Lord will remind me that's not the reason. <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, when something happens to me, like I find something inside of a basket, or I find like a nickel on the street, and I pick it up, I say, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Lord reminds me that it wasn't just there so I can pick it up. Sometimes it was there for different reasons, mm. um, meaning that I know I've lost some things, but it's not the one making me lose it, but it helps me cultivate my dependence on him mm-hmm. instead of looking with my flesh and my natural eyes and trying to figure out in that manner. And there's some things that the Lord has given me to do, like school-wise, that it's challenging for me. It's not what comes to me naturally. Mm-hmm. And I, for me personally, I write, I write a lot on my natural abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I get things done. I just, it comes to me naturally. So when mm-hmm. something's a bit more challenging, I have to dig in deep. And that's what the Lord gave me to do mm-hmm. because he understand, understood my tendencies and my nature. Mm-hmm. And he, it's not because he wants me to not succeed, but he wants me to go deeper inside of him, mm-hmm. which we see inside the life of Christ. He was, yes, he did come to redeem us, but he also gave us an accountability and a responsibility mm-hmm. to follow the Lord by being the example and the pattern. I know mm-hmm. often inside our house, we talk about Jesus being the pattern example. And I say, yes, he is. But I don't always live by that pattern example that he laid. 
I still sometimes try to do my own thing and (laughs) have my own will. But as Paul is saying, he's saying he is the captain. He's the one calling the shots and the orders. Mm -hmm. The crew members in the ship don't get to mutiny whenever they want. Actually, Mm -hmm. they can try to mutiny, but most times it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we're not called to do that. Mm -hmm. And this is a ship like no other. Someone tried the mutiny already. And the boot has already been laid to his backside. And the Lord has already um, stripped him and has already assigned a destiny for that one. That would have been Lucifer, right, who tried to mutiny. And the angels that we read about in Jude that are chained under darkness, waiting for their day of judgment. I believe that's in Peter as well. So I like the We also heard about it here in Hebrews chapter 2, right? Oh, amen, that he Verse doesn't eight. give aid to yes. angels. Absolutely, he but put he does all things in subjection under his feet. Amen. So I, I like the translation that you read, Dean, that called Christ the pioneer. Mm-hmm. He's the pioneer. You're the follower. You're the subsequent wagon trail. You know, <laughs> that's the wagon train that's coming over the, the track that's already been laid. He's the pioneer. We are the followers. And just keeping that mindset, he doesn't need us to pioneer away from him. He may say, I'm calling you in a way that's different than what other humans are doing in the earth right now, but not different than what your captain is doing, not different than what the Godhead is doing, and in particular, the Lord and Savior, just because of how God has set it in the divine order. This is the task that's assigned to the Son as his role. So Godhead Father, Godhead Son, Godhead, Holy Spirit, each have their unique task and each respects the divine order that's been set. You know, there's no fighting, no talking over each other, no trying to steal the other one's thunder, if you will, their opportunity to carry out their role. Um, Case in point is when Jesus said, it's better for me to go because if I go, then the comforter will come. That was the comforter's role to be in everyone and with everyone in that, that way, not the Messiah to try to stay on the earth and keep doing that. He transitioned to the next phase of his mission. Um, honey, you had something you wanted to say? Oh, promise. Go promise. promise. Go promise. Mommy and Lichelle, as you both talk, spoke about how the Lord has already pioneered the way, the Lord's reminding me of how the reason why he why the way is narrow as in because he's the only way in order for us to get to the Father. And mm-hmm. the Lord reminded me of how when God said that it was hard for our flesh minds to understand the things of God and to move forward in him. And the Lord's reminding me of, especially this happens to me occasionally, that if something seems too hard for me, I have to keep pondering about it until it clicks, I would say, then I'm able to move forward. Mm-hmm. The same applies for God. Not that we're trying to use our physical minds to comprehend the things of God, but once we ask God for the solution and we're waiting and actively searching for the salvation of the Lord, and when we see, we're supposed to go forward. And I know, mm-hmm. especially in my own life, when I refuse the opportunity to understand the concept for example, math, it doesn't really come back to me after that. I almost every time lose that opportunity to come back because I didn't do it the first time. Hmm. So value 
what the Lord presents to you and be in the moment with God when he presents Amen. the opportunity. There's not always a chance to do over. Um, Noah and the ark, they had a hundred years while that ark was being built, right? To make their decision for the Lord, to inquire of the Lord. We talked about this before, um, how Moses, when he saw the burning bush, he turned aside to look at it. The ark was a similar symbol, the same kind of symbol to cause the people to go, what you doing over there? Right. And then God would have taken that opportunity to minister their hearts, but they did not aside from knowing his family, his household. Right. And the door was shut. There was no additional opportunity after that. The waters came once the door was shut, it was shut. So being in the moment in the season with God and valuing the opportunities that he has presented to us is for our benefit. And it's vital to us not to make the assumption that we'll have another chance to come around with the Lord and to grab it, even in something as simple as math. Now, God is gracious to you. He's been kind, but you make the work harder for yourself by not receiving his mm -hmm. wisdom and loving the wisdom that he provides to you in the moment and then continuing in that decision to appreciate the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's continue to trust him. Amen. All right. But we don't put a value on typically the things that we're, if you will, not invested in or don't trust where they're coming from or well, you think what you the can outcome get more. is. You think exactly. You can get more. Uh, your way. Mm -hmm. So this is the whole thing. The, the reason the Lord gave us this, this book to go over is because we are learning and growing in our faith and Amen. applying it every area and aspect of our life in subjection to the Lord and His will, His covenant, plans, and purpose, the destiny track that He has for you mm. so let's choose to to exercise our faith towards the lord trust him fully in every area and aspect of our lives now let's close there for today and with that can i get a volunteer to please close us out in prayer i will all right promise god i just thank you for providing for us lord and just being our god lord and allowing us to be your people lord and that we belong to you, Lord, and that we don't belong to anyone else, Lord. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, I also thank you for giving us wisdom, Lord, to go about your plan, Lord, and that the wisdom comes from you, God. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.